everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I am excited to be here with you and one of my friends, Mark David Poland. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you today? I am fabulous. It is hot and I have my iced tea. Iced tea is my crutch during the summer um, because if it wasn't, I would drink an absurd amount of Diet Coke. Okay. (laughs) Iced tea is my safe haven and, and I drive absurdly far to get good iced tea too. Really? What's absurdly far? Like a half hour each way. Oh, that's not too bad. I I would have. That's like an hour out of my day to get like a dollar. Yeah, I don't. I drive that for a good cup of coffee. I don't know if a half hour is absurdly far. Okay, (laughs) I mean objectively, I I've had people like hardcore judge me for like my hour little round trip errand to go get like two containers of iced tea. Uh, no, no judgment here for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, much appreciated. Um, so, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you do and what you're about? Sure. My name is Mark David Pullen. I am a full-time building maintenance worker, full-time father, full-time husband, and aspiring full-time author. That's a lot of full-time jobs, Mark. Yes, it is. Yep. And some of those hats never come off. Some yeah. like the building maintenance hat, I can hang that one up at three thirty. But the father and husband, no, those hats seem to work their way on and off the head every all, yeah. all throughout the day. Yeah, and even when you're at work, you're still a husband and father. Yes, absolutely. Especially when your wife is a teacher in the district you work in, and your kids go to school in the district you work in. So, oh yeah, that oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do it. I always say so. Me and my husband, we don't have kids yet, and when people talk to me about it, I'm like, listen. I, I like kids. I adore my nephew and soon to be niece, but once you're a parent, you're never not a parent ever again. You're absolutely right. And I am and not ready for that. <laughs> it's funny because my mother always told us, she's like, you need to sleep good now. She's like, because when you become a parent, like that phone could ring at two in the morning and you have to answer it when you're a parent. And I remember we were in the hospital getting ready for my son to be born. And my mom was like, this is the last good night's sleep you're ever going to get. She's like, and it's going to be a rough night. So you need to savor this. And she was 100% right. Oh I don't gosh. think I've slept good in five years, six years. Mom now. just dropping hardcore truths right there. <laughs> yes, but like, absolutely. I'm like, even after like, once they go away for like college or like on it their own, stops. you're you're still a parent. You're yes. you're never not a parent ever again. So that's my nope. go-to line is like, I'm I'm like good until I'm ready to be not <laughs> never not a parent again. Exactly. Um, so so you it's, always wear that I, parent hat. Yeah, I get it. I understand 100%. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your job. Uh, well, like I said, I'm a full-time building maintenance worker um, for a local school district. And uh, that's pretty much all the excitement there is i go in and move snow when it snows out i go in and cut the grass when the grass needs to be cut and then everything in between gotcha do you work on a team of people i do i'm one of six maintenance guys okay for the whole district yes is that like too many people or too few people uh i i think we're good i think we've got we've got three buildings we cover so i think i think we're pretty good 
that's not bad. That's yeah. not too shabby. Yeah, Sometimes no. I'm like, it's like it's either like one way or the other. But like yeah. hear, hearing something is properly staffed is always like a good thing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we're good. I I really do. Everybody has their own uh thing that they're good at. So we're we're a pretty good team. We're more yeah. of a well-oiled machine, I'd say. <laughs> and Ian, you also mentioned snow, which is like a foreign concept to me, where I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, it snows at school sometimes yeah. <laughs> in other places. And that's one of those things. All the teachers laugh at us on their way out the door. Ha ha, see ya. Not tomorrow because we'll be out when it's snowing. It's like, yeah, we'll be here. But <laughs> still be shoveling that snow. Um, yep, at least it. I hope you have more than a shovel. I oh, hope it's absolutely. more than <laughs> Ab- absolutely. Thank you. Thank God. Knock on wood, we have more than shovels. And you know what? I thought we were gonna get away, uh get away pretty good this year, but the last three weeks I think we were in for more snow removal than we had been the whole entire winter thus far. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. We, we thought we thought we had skated by and then all of a sudden here we are, you know, every weekend moving is it, snow. Is there still snow on the ground? Oh no, 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 no. We're okay. good. We're good. Thank okay. God. No. <laughs> I know, I know like up by us in the mountains, like it there is still open, I think. Like yeah. it's still snowing up there. Uh, we've had snow this late in the year, but this year, thankfully not. No, oh, we're, thank we're goodness. Good. Wow, we're, we're really <laughs> we're really stereotypical in talking about the weather. Um, I always love when that happens. It's like, yeah, we we actually talk about the weather, which is like really common for like people who like to know I'm in Phoenix because then they're like, oh, it's really hot there, isn't it? I'm like, yes, like it's hot. Like, right, but that's the good seasons, the hot ones. Everybody uh, likes the hot seasons. Uh, no not 120 degrees like that's yeah it's funny though because we make national news and i'll have like my dad calling me be like hey i saw phoenix is on the news are you okay i'm like yes like (laughs) i also have air conditioning and cold water like we're we're good over here apparently our yeah apparently our heat waves make national news so what does a day in the life look like a day a week kind of how you move throughout your day and spend time with the family and do the husband duties and all of that good stuff well a day at work really the beautiful part about my job is that it's different every day like there's no way to settle into routine because you could think you're cruising into an easy day and then the phone rings and all of a sudden you're up to your elbows and could be anything you just you never know um so it's eight hours of that (laughs) (laughs) and then uh then i clock out at 3 30 my wife gets done about 3 15 so we we have the luxury i live we live seven minutes from where we work Mm. so we get to carpool we carpool every day uh we meet at the truck we go pick up the kids and that's when the evening starts you know that's when real life for me starts i should say You know, it's pick up the kids, it's dinner, how was your day, working on homework, you know, family stuff, dad stuff, you know, some, you know, some nights I got to cut the grass, some nights things <laughs> have to get done, but um, we try to do as much as we can as a family, you know, yeah. that's, that's really very important to me is incorporating as much as I can uh, with them. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, and how do you kind of fit in, like, what is your involvement with your church community look like? Um, you know, are you guys involved in any way? Um, is your, do you do it on your own? You know, what's that look like for you? Sure. Um, we actually, we just became new members two weeks ago to a new church that we have been going to for a little over a year. So we're excited nice. about that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, great kids program Sunday mornings, you know, super excited about that. And uh, it's, we're looking forward to what's ahead of uh, for us with that. You know, that's yeah. always, it's always exciting to find a place where you can put your roots down and call home. And we're very excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. And what does kind of like, is it just Sunday for you guys or is it throughout the week or, or what right you? now? right now it's just Sunday. We are actually, we're about 50 minutes from, from church. Okay. So, you know, by the time we get out of work and get things situated, we're pretty yeah. well in the hole for during the week stuff, but gotcha. um, eventually we would like for them to be a little more flexibility there. And that's kind of a goal we're working towards, but for right now, yeah, it's just right. kind of Sunday mornings. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about like, what your one-on-one time looks like with God and how do you find the time with everything that you have going on to make sure that you spend that intentional time with God? Sure. Um, One of the things that I like to do is um, throughout my day, even though it can get crazy, you know, a lot of people's jobs can get crazy. I like to seek the quiet moments. You know, there are pauses, you know, there's breaks in the day where you can kind of shift into autopilot and you can keep going and charging ahead, but you're, you know, your, your body's doing the work, your brain is allowed to wander. And I really, it's in those quiet moments that God speaks to me and that we can have that time to just kind of sit and, you know, be inspired. Mm. You know, he can really speak things into your heart and into your mind in those moments. And that's, that's one of the biggest things that I try to do is just, I seek after those quiet moments. Yeah. I heard something one time and I was like, like, it just has resonated with me so much. And it says like, um, if you work with your hands, rest with your mind. If you work with your mind, rest with your hands. Absolutely. And that has been like super like life-giving, but like also like freeing from like guilt and shame for me specifically. Cause I'm like on my computer all day. I work a desk job. Like when I get to my weekend and when I like have, you know, a Sabbath or I'm resting and spending time kind of refilling my tank with God and all that good stuff, you know, I want to go outside and I want to work in my garden. Like I want to draw and I want to paint and things like that where, you know, it's not restful in kind of the typical sense, but I work with my brain. So I rest with my hands. Absolutely. Do you feel like that's true for you and like how you guys, um, either find your weekly days of rest or if you guys observe Sabbath or anything like that. Well, absolutely. I think, uh, I think we do a good job of that, of trying to take off, take the hat off when we can and, you know, letting life, I guess, kind of fall into place around us, you know, just kind of take the hat off, take that deep breath and say, okay, let's, it's time to downshift for the day time to downshift and just kind of move forward at a much slower, easier pace. Absolutely. Mm, Yeah. And, and, and we talked, you talked a little bit, um, kind of like before we hit record about, um, kind of the stereotypes around blue collar workers and, and, and faith and God and like what that looks like and, and all that good stuff. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit more? Um, sure. So, you know, I try to work with dignity. You know, I work in an environment where you can't always be loud and robust about your faith. So I try to work, I try to be diligent and I try to work, you know, with dignity. I would like to 
even if I can't talk about it, I would like people to be able to see Christ through my actions, you know, and I would like for them to look at me and know there's something different. And I would like for them to be able to, you know, maybe if we have a second, you know, they can quietly approach me and ask, you know, and then we can talk, but you know, not everybody has the ability to talk openly, you know, in their mm. workplace or be, yeah. you know, vibrant with their faith and you know what so in those environments there's still ways to exhibit the love of christ and you can do that through your actions and you know what they will they'll know us by our by our love absolutely yeah yeah and and what in what ways has that kind of like played out in, in your life and 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 working with like what unique challenges do people like in your industry or, you know, other type of, I don't want to say blue collar, but I'm using your words, blue yeah, collar absolutely. workers, um, like what you need. Cause I'm, I'm foreign to kind of that environment. What kind of, what unique issues do, do you guys um, kind of face when it comes to um, practicing your faith and walking it out with God? And, and what does that look like? What does the solution look like? If anything at all, you know, it's, there's days when you're stuck in a truck with somebody and, you know, you can, you know, these guys are my family 40 hours a week. You know, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Like I see them mm. pretty much. If you factor in time, I see them more than I see my family. So, you know, it's important to cultivate relationships with these, with these people you work with. It's important to, you know, nurture those relationships because they are, they'll, you see them frequently you know yeah. five days a week let's face it if you don't work overtime five days a week eight hours a day right. you know and they're people too you know they have things going on in their lives that you know what they need help with they need to talk to and why not be that person you know if you have the opportunity and you can be that ear you know maybe you can shed light onto what they're dealing with maybe you can't maybe you can just be a listening ear but that's the way i look at it is that they're they are my family for 40 hours a week. So I try to mm -hmm. cultivate those relationships. I try to nurture those relationships because mm -hmm. you know what? I don't mind being that guy. I don't mind being <laughs> the guy that people can come to and people can talk yeah. to, you know, that's, I think that that's, it's an important role. And I think every workplace has that person. So mm -hmm. I don't mind if I am that person and I could be totally wrong. If I am <laughs> that person, I, I don't right. mind being that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it like opens up the opportunity for maybe like not in the moment, you know, when you're telling Jesus to people, but I think what it does is it like puts your foot in the door so that, Absolutely. so when they have a situation that they might need support in, whether it through mm -hmm. prayer or, um, you know, uh, discipleship or whatever it is that they know that like you're a safe person to go to in that absolutely and i've had i've had instances where they hey you're a church guy you know this is going on can can you just i don't want to pray with you but can you say a prayer and say yes absolutely and then to be able to explain to them that you know what prayer and god are not necessarily a get out of jail free card you know right just because i'm willing to pray for you like the response you get may not be the one you want yeah and then to be able to explain to them you know a little more about you know how it works and that you know sometimes the answer we get may not be the one we want but it might be the one we needed mm. and that's not always a hard they're not always an easy pill to swallow for some right. people but you know that's i've absolutely had those instances where things like that have happened yeah yeah. And so like in, in what ways 
do you like let people know your church guy? Because I know some people who are like, oh, I have like a cross in my cubicle. Okay, you don't have a cubicle. Uh, or I'm assuming you don't have a cubicle if you're, you know, working around in your truck and, and on the different um, campuses and whatnot. So, you know, what does that look like for you? Well, I, you know, I do, I try to, ha I have that quiet faith, but when the opportunity does present itself, you know, the guys that I work with, they know that I go to church, you know, they know that I, I'm a Christian, they know that I believe in God, um, because although we're not allowed necessarily, you know, we can't be open about it, but, you know, if you broach the subject, like, hey, you started this, I didn't, you know, <laughs> so I can kind of, I can break right. my foot in that door too. So, you know, the guys I work with, they know because I've told them, you know, I'm like, look, yeah. we'll absolutely, you know, if there's anything we can do, we'll be in prayer for you. And they're like, why? And it's like, well, because I believe that prayer is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, and that's that's how they know. It's that although I do try to live that quiet faith at work, I'm also, if you open the door, I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> I love that too, because you know, sometimes it's just like you crack the door open a little bit. I like swung it open, threw it exactly. open, both doors. Yep. Um, and, and when you say like, you're kind of not allowed to, I, I think I get what you mean, but are you speaking from like, in terms of like a managerial position and like these people who you work with are kind of like under you as like, as your employees, or is it more so like, uh, like, like a work culture or is it uh, like an actual yeah, rule? No, it's not a rule. Uh, it's okay. more like, um. Work culture, I would say, you know, and as Christians, we're not the most popular to begin with. Right. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are tolerated, I believe, today, mm. and being a Christian isn't one of them. Right. So um, really, it's, it's just kind of a work culture thing, I believe. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, because I mean, and and you don't have to divulge this, but I know, especially like working in public school systems, you know, that's also gets on really shaky territory. And I'm, I'm sure your Absolutely. wife has, you know, things to speak to in, in her interaction with like the kids on the campus and whatnot um, of, of where it gets into like some real sticky situations in terms of like navigating it from a Christian perspective. Absolutely. And she is actually, she's the same way. She would tell you that, you know what, she will, you know, she has the cross on her Bible. She has the the teacher's prayer on her Bible right. or on her desk. I'm sorry, on her desk. And um, she can't, you know, if a child asks like, hey, what's up with that? She can talk about it. But if they don't, she can't just say like, hey, see this? You need to be looking into this. Like, it's just <laughs> one of those. Right. You know, if they broach the subject, she can you can go into a little bit of detail, yeah. but you can't, you know, yeah, it's just, and I mean, those things, I guess also if the situation was reversed in terms of like, you know, if teacher was a Satanist or something, I wouldn't want right. them to be pushing that on my kid, not <laughs> saying that Christian is the equivalent to Satanist, but in terms of belief systems, if someone had a different belief system that, um, I might not want my kids to expose to, you know, I wouldn't want, want them Absolutely. to freely give that information to my kids. If I had kids, I'd assume. Um, but on the <laughs> other side of that too, I think there's also like the reason why I ask about like the managerial stuff is because like, sometimes 
that can also influence your kind of interactions with um not subordinates but people who report up to you right um, absolutely i i just got back from a conference in san diego with the gal who the week prior to the conference she was no longer my direct report she got moved laterally to me and so when we went to san diego i was like no we're gonna have fun like i don't have to be manager <laughs> page like i get to be like coworker page and we right. get to have fun like that um and so that's why i was asking that question because i'm like yeah there is like a little bit of um complication i guess when you have like a team of people reporting up to you and you are held to not your own standards but like also like company and like yes organizational standards as well absolutely yeah so um when it comes to like practicing your faith like what is one of the biggest struggles that you have my biggest struggle to be quite honest is um putting God in a box. Mm. You know, I work eight hours a day, five days a week. Um, the last thing I want to do, but that, that I find myself doing more often than not is putting God in that box and then chucking him off after church on Sunday. Like, okay. Mm. You know, crossing him off. Like he's one more thing off the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Check the box. We did it. You know, and that's, I would believe, I believe that would be my biggest struggle. Yeah. Something I'm definitely working on. Yeah. And and are you talking more in terms of just like your interaction with him? Cause like I get like church on Sunday and then like check off, but also like when people talk about like putting God in a box, it's like limiting beliefs about God and like what he is able and capable of doing in your life. Yeah. I try not to think of it like that because I can look at what he's done for me and I can see how he's guided my footsteps to where I am. Yeah. Um, I would have to say mainly for the church thing on Sunday, yeah. you know, making it, you know, and does it, you know, are there days where my prayers at night aren't as strong as they could be? Are they a little bit faster? Absolutely. Right. Um, but, you know, like I said, that's something that I'm trying to work on is that not putting him in that box, you know, because like I said, I have seen where I've been, where, what I've come from, like the, his, where he's guided my footsteps and he deserves better than that. Mm, yeah yeah for sure and I also think too like it it limits God's you know a, doesn't limit God but it limits us to be able to be used by God in absolutely. other areas of our life absolutely and I think too like we when we just kind of use it as like a checklist item it it becomes obligatory rather than um, a relationship absolutely and that's and you know what it's days like that when the 50 minute ride to church seems to take 100 minutes and yeah. you know then the 45 minute sermon takes 90 minutes and it's yeah. those days and it's usually before the day is over that I'm I'm you know checking myself going like okay you know why that was right and it was because right. you know my up and down wasn't right you know, yeah. and I find that when your up and down is right, though, you know, your vertical is right, your horizontal, you know, everything else falls into place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like one of, one of the things that like, I really want to keep true on this podcast is, 
is the fact and it's a hard question to ask because i'm like putting people on blast like hey like where do you suck in life um because we all have those areas <laughs> um, i wouldn't put it i i'm not going to tell you that you suck mark but oh, we all have okay. those we are all we all fall short and we all have weaknesses and and so i always just like to throw that one in there because i feel like it is so important to talk about because you know, when I, when I was recording, um, with, with another couple this week, um, I asked him, you know, like, what's your, what's your daily life look like? And with your walk with God, and he's like, do you want the ideal answer or do you want the real answer? I'm like, no, Uh I want the real answer. Uh I have an ideal answer. My ideal answer is, yeah, I totally wake up every single morning. I, you know, read scripture. I have my quiet time and I do that for an hour and a half. And then I go to the gym, right? Like that does not happen before I sign into work every day. Um, the, the real reason is like, I, I listen to Christian music in my car and I pray to God before bed on a daily basis. Majority of the time, that's what it looks like. And so I feel like when we're able to kind of humanize, you know, the Jesus experience, I guess. Absolutely. It, it, I get feels, it. it feels more approachable too. Yes, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, when you're, when you're going on that drive and you know, you're, you're going to church and sometimes, and like, I mean, <laughs> if you want to be like, not legalistic about it, but if like, in my mind, if I was like, if I was you, I'd be like, okay, 50 minutes there, 50 minutes back, plus like oh. a 45 <laughs> minute sermon, plus like, uh, you know, 20 minute worship. Okay. That's like three, four hours right there. I and spent four hours with God. This that week. is right. And then see, but then <laughs> there's the, there's the parent side too. So you're doing that math as a parent too, with a six-year-old and a four-year-old, like, okay, they're going to be buckled in for 50 minutes. We're going to get out. They have to sit quietly in church for 45. <laughs> then when we leave, they have to be buckled back in for 50 minutes. So if we get them home, they're just going to be complete and total animals by the time we get there because <laughs> of all that pent up energy. <laughs> So that's where you have to find like, um, I don't know if they have them out there, but like, like a trampoline park that's like, oh, near, yeah, that's nearby the church. And, and then after church, go. you just let them go. And then on the way home, <laughs> they're quiet little angels in the back seat. I'll have to, we'll have to look for something like that. <laughs> At least that's what I would do. That's too funny. <laughs> um, um, is there something that like you do or that you see other people do in your life um, or even like, I don't know, on TV, podcasts, books, whatever, um, that helps people manage their work and faith? Like, and what would that be? That's a good one. Um, you know, I think uh, to be totally honest, I think my mom does a pretty good job, mm. <laughs> you know, and telling you the truth and <laughs> well, yes. And telling me the truth. And you know what? She works for the district where I work. She's not necessarily um, as reserved as I am, mm. you know, whereas I wait for that door to, to creak open a good bit before I tick, tick my foot in my mom. Like you just got to turn the handle and my mom's got the knob <laughs> on the other side. She's kicking down the door. You know, she's got the knob on the other side and she's ripping the door open. Um, you know, I'm not as seasoned as she is, but that's one of those things that, that boldness for Christ that I'm definitely, Mm. I, I would encourage people to seek after, you know what? Yeah. 
that's one thing that you can be 100% sure in is Christ. Like, be a little bold in that. Let's have a little boldness in our faith. Like, yeah. And, and what do you think are like some of the, I mean, there's no right answer and I don't know the answer either, but uh, what are you, what do you think some of the reasons are why Christians are maybe more reserved in that boldness? You know what? And it's like I said earlier, we're not the, the world's most favorite people right now. Right. You know, um, then we're really cool people. I don't understand why, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um. I don't necessarily know whether it's fear of ridicule or, or, or stepping on toes, but you know, I think that's, I think we need to get better about that. I think we need to be more bold and less worried about what the opinions are um, because they don't care about ours. Not saying that that's the right thing. Right. You know, you don't care about us. So we don't care about you, but you know what, if they have the privilege to be bold about their opinions, we need to be bold about ours as well. Yeah, you know, I think that I think that can be a two way street. Yeah, my uh, the pastor at my church, he calls it a throat punch and it's saying the right thing at the right time in the right way. Um, Absolutely. Where like where the, that's where the boldness comes out of like, I'm going to tell you, you know, a truth um, and it's like going to come out. It's like I'm not going to be mean about it i'm not going to say it in the worst way possible but i'm still going to say the truth and i'm going to say it to you when you need to hear it um in, in the way you need to hear it right and i you know i believe that there's also the go along with that is you know speaking the truth in love you know if it offends you at, if i speak the truth in love and it still offends you that's kind of a you problem because yeah. i've come at you i've come at you with my hands up in a way saying like hey look here brother or sister like this is what i see this is how i can help and if you still get offended i think that's a you problem at that point yeah yeah because there's something stirring that there's something when when there's offense taken there's something stirring internally that is two opposing forces you know Absolutely. it's not just one opposing force there's something pushing back against it so yeah that's completely true and completely right and and I think, too, when it comes to, you know, speaking the truth and love, I think that a lot of the times, um, you know, you see it a lot now where people are like, you just need to love. You just need to love. I'm like, OK, if you're walking across a bridge and you're about to fall off, I'm going to tell you that you're about to fall off no matter how much you like walking across that bridge. Right. And And, and that's what love is to me. You know, and and I think that a lot of the times we think it's like, no, you want to walk across the bridge. Go ahead. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. Right. So walk across the bridge when really the love part is stopping them. And and I always Absolutely. like to say, like, if you always have uh, there's I, I don't know if it's a saying or something, but it's like if you have the best secret of the world in the world, like, you know, the best thing in the world. Don't you want to tell the entire world about it? You don't want to keep right. it to yourself. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, I, I think too, like other people can be bold. We can be bold as well. And I think that, I think there's a lot of fear, especially in like, I don't even know if you want to call it cancel culture or like even the fact that like everyone's phones are like around nowadays. Like Yes. Absolutely. The, the fact that we feel like we can always be put on blast and that like 
you know, getting fired from your job is like really, it's very close. <laughs> like it's close. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it's absolutely it's closer to us now than it has ever been, especially absolutely. as Christians, because one thing taken out of context, that's all and it you're is. done. And, you know, and then you think like, okay, well, you know, all right, it's just me, but it's not just you, you know, what happens to your family, you know, things like that. Like you, you run that risk these days because yeah. every, nothing you say is secret anymore. Nothing. You can't say anything in private anymore. Everything if yeah. people dig deep enough or dig hard enough is be public knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll probably pull the clip and put it somewhere in this episode if I can find it. But um, there's a, there's like a, sheriff's office out here and he like does speed traps and like that's like what he does and they film it and they make like a like a kind of you know reality tv show um out of it just on facebook every every week for the pinal county sheriffs um and there was this guy and he like uh you know approached a car and the kid in the car was just like giving him lip and like sassing back and everything and then the guy said, you know, if, if you, you don't give me your ID, then I'm going to have to pull you out of this car because, you know, failure to identify is an arrestable offense. And so the kid whips out his cell phone and starts recording it. And then he goes, can you say that for me one more time? And he says, yep. And like, just gave the spiel again. I need your identification. And he goes, okay, yeah, here it is. And like pulls it out and hands it to him. And and afterwards, the, the sheriff was like, did you see that? Like, the interaction up to the point where he started recording was so like nasty on the kid's side. And then once he started recording, he became the perfect person all over again. Well, it's so funny because um, before I went to work for the school, I worked for a local municipality and I was building maintenance for the sheriff's department. <laughs> so I got to know a lot of the guys and I was there when they were being fitted for their body cams. Mm. And one of the, um, one of the gentlemen who I cultivated a good relationship with, a good friend of mine now, I would say, um, he's since retired, but I remember he was telling me that he rolled up on a vehicle one night and he got to the window to ask for the license and registration and they had the camera out already. They had their phone out and he waved and pointed at his and said, now you wave to mine because you're on camera <laughs> too. And he was like, it was shocking how quickly the phone went down at that yeah. point. But <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, I'll, I'll have to find that clip because it because it, it is really funny, but but all that to say, you know, we're we're in this world where we're scared to step out in boldness in so much the fact like you mentioned it once, one, we could be hated. P- you know, people could not like us. Um, I always joke, I, I come from a PR and communications background. I always joke that Christians need a really good PR campaign because you are a hundred percent right. Most people don't like us um mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um And on the other side, we're scared that kind of that vitriol towards us is going to turn against us and kind of threaten us in a way that is either taking things out of context or, you know, things said at the right time or at the wrong time in the wrong way or or even so much so where um, where we are. We are all sinners. We will continue to sin. For example, if you have a moment of anger and and that is what is decided to be, 
you know, pulled out of the situation versus something else. You know, I feel like those are all risks that we run, not only in our everyday life, but especially in our workplace. Absolutely. 100%. So what, what is the like spiritual discipline that is most difficult to kind of apply to your life? You talked a little bit about like church. I feel like that's like a logistics problem. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like something, something that uniquely applies to you in, in working, uh, you know, eight hour day, 40 day week, or sorry, 40 hour day. Oh my gosh. 40 hour week (laughs) working five times. Oh my gosh. Working a 40 hour week. Let's just leave it at that. You, you get what I'm saying. Um, in working that, like, what is a discipline that you think like many other people in your situation would also kind of face? Uh, I would definitely have to say starting the day with devotions, Mm. you know, my feet hit the ground. I would not quite running in the morning, but I'd like to think I have a a decent slept in my stuff. You know, I haven't slept in six years. I'm a dad, (laughs) but I mean, and, and that's it. And so my day starts. And then immediately after that, it's the pitter patter little feet and it's okay you know, mom's up and she's packing lunches. I'm up, you know, we're getting kids ready. We're getting showered. We're getting clean. Like, and we've got, you know, 45 minutes before we have to be out the door to get the youngest to, to freaking. So, you know, it's that it's definitely the devotions because it doesn't really matter what time I get up, what time we get up, because it seems that once we're up, it's not much longer after that, that mm. you know, the day has started because the kids hear us up, they're up, you know, and then the day has just started 15 minutes earlier, you know? Yeah. So I definitely, it would definitely be starting my day with devotions yeah. hands down. Yeah. And I think too, like, I know there's like, it doesn't matter when you get that time with God, but I think there's something especially unique about having it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Not only does it like, in terms of not only does it stretch that discipline in you in terms of, you know, getting in scripture, communing with God, but also it helps you set your brain and your heart on the right trajectory for the day. It starts your day. Like it starts your day. Absolutely. I agree with that. 100%. You know, there's, I've done them in the morning and I've done them at night and there's just there's a difference between going to bed on it versus mm. waking up with it and waking up with it. Um, it it's a, it's exactly that you're getting your head and your heart right together. First thing in the morning. Mm. And you know, you might still have a cruddy day, but you started it right. Yeah. You know, you started it with your head and your heart going in the right direction. And you know, that's that, you know, yeah. I absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I feel that way about going to the gym, especially like (laughs) I know some people love to work out in the evenings. I do not because guess what? If it gets to evening and I haven't worked out, I'm not going to work out. Exactly. Exactly. And so that also is like another scapegoat for me of like, if I didn't spend my time with God in the morning, first thing. And then it's also like, there's like the, you know, you can almost hyper spiritualize it of like, oh, like you're putting God first. There's nothing else that matters. Nothing else comes before him. Yes, that is still all true. 
But there's also the fact of like, hey, if you don't do it, you're yeah. probably not going to. If your personality right. is anything like mine. Absolutely. I agree. I, I do. I, I totally understand that. I because do. like <laughs> a little kiddo might need to like bonked his head and needs to go get stitches. God forbid. Right. But like Absolutely. you don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. So just like start it off with with, with some exactly. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome, Mark. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I always like to finish off our episodes with one thing that listeners who are uh, listening, because that's what listeners do, um, one thing that they can do to implement a faith building discipline or practice into their life this week, today, tomorrow, anything that they might be able to do to help them kind of grow their faith, move closer to God, um, and, and make that boldness a little bit easier. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, you know, I think I said it already, just seek those quiet moments. There mm-hmm. are plenty of times throughout the day. I, you know, I'm fairly certain everybody has those moments just where they can go on autopilot and then just everything else melts out around them. And they, you can have that quiet one-on-one time with God, you know, and for me in, in particular, I can tell you that those moments, they occur more often than not at work. You know, there's plenty of times where, you know, if my day requires me to be on the mower, you know, I start on the mower at 7.30 in the morning. My brain's on autopilot all day. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. So my mind is free to wander. So why not wander in that direction, you know? Mm. Wander wander and hold hands with God. That's, oh. that's what I would say. Seek those oh. quiet moments. I love that. I love that, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you and learn more about you or your book? All that exciting sure. stuff. Um, you can find obviously through my website, theoasisking.com has a, a little reach out section. So you can contact me via email. Um, you can find me on social media. My Instagram is and my Pinterest are Mark David Pullen. And on Facebook, I am at the Real Oasis King. Awesome. I'm so excited. And all of those links will be down in the show notes. Thank you so much, Mark. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars and we'll catch you on the next episode.